few, about a year and a bit ago, we bought a new house when we, we moved to Chester. We absolutely fell in love with it. It's an old Georgian house. Some of you have maybe already seen it. And the, the house has been pretty much completely renovated before we moved in with new kitchen, new bathrooms. It should have been the house you just should have been able to walk straight into, no problems. However, we had only been there for a very short time when we began to notice, let's just say, a few flaws in the house. The plumbing wasn't great. The clue came when the water came running through our kitchen ceiling. And then some of the doors didn't open or even close very well. And then actually, and then at one moment, um, when the wind blew from a, a certain direction, the rain would just pour in through, through one of the windows. So we started to make a list of all the problems, of all the difficulties, of all the flaws in our house. Quite a long list, which we passed on to the builder. Now, it got me thinking... What if God was to make a list about my life? What if he's to write down all the things that I thought and said and done? What if he was to do the same thing for you as well? You see, if I can so easily pick up the flaws in my house... How much more could God pick up the flaws in me? Perhaps, perhaps it's uh, an oven called jealousy that is prone to overheating. Or maybe it's, it's, a, it's an attic which is, where the floor is just laid down by fears and, and worries and anxiety and regrets. Or maybe it's an attic which is packed full of hidden secrets. And then what if, what if, what if all those things were made public for everyone to see? What if they were to be published for everyone to see? Well, I want to tell you about a moment when that happened. You see, Jesus knows every single thing about us. And yes, your list of failures, your list of problems was made public. But if you're a Christian, you will never read them, and nor will I. So I want you to come with me for a moment to a hillside outside Jerusalem, to a place that is called Calvary. I want you to watch... As a soldier takes a man, a carpenter, and stretches out his hands and opens up his hand across a wooden beam. I want you to watch as he takes that hammer and, be, and, and, and holds with the other hand a, a metal splinter. In that moment, Jesus turns and looks. Surely... He could have stopped this whole thing. Surely he could have resisted in some way just with a clench of his fist or a movement of his arms. Surely he could have stopped it. After all, these are the hands that healed the sick. These are the hands that even raised the dead. 
these are the hands that calmed the storm. But listen, that fist was never clenched. That arm, it was never moved. He could have. He could have done it. But that moment, it was never stopped. And as that hammer came swinging down and hit that nail, it pierced the skin, the flesh, and into the wood. And blood began to drip. And then the questions come. Why? Why, Jesus, did you not stop it? Why did you not intervene? You could have. Why did you let that happen? And the answer? Because of love. Because of love for you. You see, between that hand and that wood was a list a long list, a list of all your mistakes, your bad habits, a list of all our greed, our lies, a list of, of all our sins. And God has done for you what we did in our house. He penned a list. And listen, if you have come to faith in Jesus, that list will never, ever be read because it is covered, it is hidden by his hands, covered in his blood. The Bible tells us that our sins have been blotted out. Colossians chapter 2, we read, He has forgiven all our sins. Christ has utterly wiped out the damning evidence of broken law and commandments which always hung over our heads and has completely annulled it by nailing it over his head on the cross. This is why he didn't clench his fist. Or move his hands. Because he knew that that sin was your sin. And he knew that the price of that sin was death. And that he couldn't bear to spend eternity without you. And what happened on that cross 2,000 years ago was the most amazing, most glorious moment in world history, but also the most mysterious and agonizing transaction. The sin and the filth of our lives was placed on Jesus. On the sinless Son of God was heaped the sins of this world. Listen, all of our sins placed On him, the past, the present, the future, on Jesus Christ. And in that moment, God's wrath was poured out. And Jesus took the full force of God's justice. And the punishment that we deserve was taken by Jesus. It was the great exchange the ultimate substitution 
Mission Impossible. You seen the film? Tom Cruise. In one of them, he, he puts on a face mask, if you remember. He gets a voice changer, and he takes on the identity of another in an even more amazing way. Jesus takes on your sinful identity, and God deals with your sin in Jesus. First Peter chapter 1 says, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous, that's Jesus, for the unrighteous, that's us. Why? So that we might know God. So that we might know God. Thing is, when you accept Jesus into your life as the real solution to the problem of sin, the problem is we all have. Just as, as Rosie and Bex and Jade have done. When you realize that you want to walk for him and walk his way rather than your own way, God comes by the Holy Spirit and you are accepted, you are loved, you are forgiven. We've heard some stories of that already, haven't we? And God no longer sees us as we really are. Guys, it's not what we deserve. It's not, we can't earn it. This is a wonderful gift from God. So as we come to, to baptize just in a minute or two, these folks are coming out of obedience. It's just a step of faith. It's nothing miraculous here particularly. It's nothing that they've already made the decision to follow Jesus already. So nothing miraculous happens in that sense in the water. But it is important and it is necessary if we choose to obey Jesus. Because Jesus commands us to be baptized. And baptism, it, it strengthens and it encourages us, not just for those being baptized, but also for, for each of us watching as well. This is a special moment. It's an exciting moment. Why? Because this is a tangible representation of a spiritual reality. If you would like to find a little more about who Jesus is, and we will... We're more than happy to talk to you about that. If, if you've got questions, do, do come and talk to me afterwards. Also, we, we, we're running a little Alpha course in just a couple of weeks' time at the beginning of, of February, which is a great chance just to ask questions, to explore the whole thing about Christianity, just some food together and then time to chat together. If, again, if you'd love to come along and find out a bit more, do come and let me know. There's a little, also a little thing at the back. You can pop your name on there and an email if you want us to contact you about that. Um, but we're going to move on to something a little bit wetter.